Welcome to Let's Talk About Leadership, Service, and Sisterhood, a podcast sponsored by California Rainbow. Founded in 1922, Rainbow is a premier service organization for young girls ages 8 to 21. In California, we have approximately 60 assemblies. These young leaders learn the importance of serving others and gaining lifelong sisterhood. Learn more at gocarainbow.org. Welcome back to Let's Talk About Leadership, Service, and Sisterhood, a California IORG podcast. Tonight, we have Ella and Bailey, two of our girls from our public relations team. They're going to be talking with Marianne Kabor, who is a pediatric psychologist, a little bit about immortality, grief, and loss, and what they mean to us as teenagers these days. So girls, go ahead. Ella, you wanted to start this off, right? As members of this wonderful organization, one of our many lessons is of immortality. So what does immortality mean to you? Thanks for the question, Ella. It's interesting when um, we first started talking about doing this podcast and thinking about immortality, my first thought was actually more like, well, it depends on your religion or things like that. Um, But actually, when I started thinking about it, I realized that really what it comes down to, um, and again, everybody can have their own perception or, or thoughts about this, but in, in, in my world, I think about it as memory, like remembering and honoring the person who died. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps, you know, create this sense of immortality because obviously um, on earth <laughs> we are mortal, um, but it's when we're able to honor them. Um, that creates, can create that sense of immortality. Um, And I know for myself, you know, I think when you lose somebody um, who's special to you, you may have objects that um, you hold on to and that are dear to you. And that then usually those objects then evoke, um, you know, the memories and thoughts about the person. Um, I know in my work, um, ways I honor um, the kids I work with when they pass is, I have like a potted plant out out front and then I'll put kind of a little item or a stone or a memory object from them um, and then, you know, use that as a way to kind of find the ways to honor them. So that's kind of what came up for me. Um, And so I don't know if either of you, when you've lost a person, have, you know, set aside any, any items or memory objects that have helped. I think that's such a good concept to have, to have like memory objects of someone. That's something that you can honor them with. And I think that was really awesome that you brought that up. And so one of the questions we wanted to ask you was like, what can you do when a friend loses a loved one? Like, what would you recommend to help comfort them? Yes. So it can be really tough. Um, It's for those working in, in grief and loss, we talk a lot about like death is awkward. Um, even though it's a natural process of our life, um, you know, people be, can start to feel awkward and not knowing, um, you know, what to say to the person or, or how to help or what to do. Um, and really what it comes down to is just being there, um, you know, because death can create these feelings of awkwardness um, that, you know, then they're able to know that, okay, this person I can just be with. Um, and so it's not, I think sometimes when 
somebody's lost somebody, there may be the feeling of like, I need to help them or I need to fix this somehow. But a lot of times just, it's just being there um, and letting them kind of stay and process what they want to do. Um, sometimes I think, you know, people want to just go and do a normal activity. Others want to sit and cry. Others want to reminisce about the person. Um, so it just depends, but really it's kind of the, the biggest piece is just being present. And Ellie, you had a question that kind of ties into this. Um, you want to go into that a little bit? Mm -hmm. So it's great to know what to do like with a person and the activities to do with them. And maybe some people want to sit there. Some people may cope through humor. Just so many people go through different things. But I feel like something that's happened to me in my own personal life, I recently lost my grandfather and everyone just kind of comes up to you and says, I'm so sorry for your loss. And you kind of just have a blank stare looking up at them. Like, what am I supposed to say next? It's so awkward. And I know when I've, my friends have lost family members, I don't know what to say to them. So what would you recommend as something comforting to say? And it is so tough because there is not that one magical word. Even those of us working in, you know, in this area, it's, it's like, Oh, I have to call this person. I don't, you know, I don't want to be the, you know, hundredth person to say, I'm sorry. Um, and so usually, I mean, I think the, the piece to think about is like, what do you want to convey to the person? Um, and so it is, I mean, I'm sorry is usually the first thing that comes out because you do feel badly um, for the person for their loss. Um, but I think it can also be like, you know, I'm thinking about you, you can ask how you can help. Um, one thing a lot of um, teens will talk about um, is also like, it helps if you can give something concrete to help with um, versus sometimes people feel like they don't wanna burden the person. So they're like, I'm here if you need anything. Um, but then that kind of creates some distance. And so, um, so I think it's, it's helpful to think about like, you know, I'm here for you. Um, you know, I can, you know, like, and make an effort to like call the person, because I think sometimes we pull away because we don't want to, we don't want to burden and it's awkward and we don't know what to say. So, and so I don't know for you, was there one person or something that was said to you that was helpful? I feel like it was just definitely my friends that were there for me to just sit with me and because I myself am a very could what's the word um reserved person I don't really express my emotions very freely especially sadness so I feel like just having someone sit there and I know one of my friends even came over and we just baked all day and we didn't talk about it and we just sat there with our thoughts and it was so much fun to just Sometimes ignorance is bliss, people say. So it really helped me with that. And it's also, it's, you know, there's that piece of ignorance, but I think it's also like, it's not healthy or we're not, you know, able to really stay in grief all the time. Like you need some breaks from it. And so that that's important too. You know, when we talk about like, how do you cope with grief is like giving yourself some, some break from it um, and not feeling like, this person died, I should feel sad all the time. Um, I think younger kids really kind of show us 
you know, it's a different way of coping, but young kids generally like kind of they're in and out of grief, like mm-hmm. play, then they'll come back and say, you know, say something or have a question and then they go play. Um, and so they have those breaks, whereas I think the teens and then um, as adults, we tend to feel like I should feel this way or I should be doing these things. I think you definitely kind of covered the next question a little bit about like, how do you deal with grief? Like, what's the best way to do that? I mean, I also like Ella recently lost my grandpa as well. And so my family, like what we did was just kind of like connect with each other. Like I didn't get to see my grandma for a while. So we like would call her every day and talk to her. And that was kind of like the way we coped with it was just talking to each other in the family since all of us were going through the same emotional like roller coaster that everyone was feeling at that time. But it was also one of those things where it's like I grieve differently than some of my other family. So it's like, how do you find that common ground? And like, how can you find a better way to grieve with the people around you as well? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And I think, you know, you're correct in, in your noticing that everybody grieves differently. And so that's, that's a big piece. I think, um, you know, sometimes we, again, get stuck in the, like, I should be doing this, or I should be feeling this. Um, I think even though, I don't know if you all have heard of the stages of grief. Um, So even when that came out, it wasn't really meant like you're going to go through this each stage and then you're done, right? When you're, when you're after the last stage. Um, But really what it is, is it's kind of like you, you just weave in and out and you're going to hit different stages or feelings at different times. Um, And I think the biggest piece, um, you know, when you're grieving is just to, to notice and kind of give yourself that grace, like, okay, I'm feeling pretty angry about things today, or I'm feeling pretty sad. Um, Some people, you know, grieve by, you know, pulling, pulling away socially and wanting to be alone and kind of process others feel pulled to be around others and to talk. Um, so I think, you know, within a family, when you're grieving, it's just finding ways to honor each person's way of coping. Um, and then with coping, it's kind of the things we look at is really, you know, the areas are your feelings, your thoughts, and like the physical impact of grief. Um, so just noticing if you're having trouble sleeping, sometimes people have more or less of an appetite. Um, And so, you know, when you think about coping, you know, we've talked about the feelings, like giving yourself that grace, honoring what you're feeling Um, with thoughts, just noticing what's coming up with the thoughts. Um, Sometimes people, if the death is sudden, sometimes they can feel like regret um, or feel like there are things unsaid. Um, And so sometimes it can help to just write a letter to the person um, and get those those thoughts out. And then I think, you know, physically finding ways to release some of that grief energy um, because it is, it is this, this heavy, heavy burden of sadness um, and finding ways to kind of release it from your body too. I absolutely love that you touched on honoring ourselves because we are all different people and we go through everything so differently and it's important to listen to ourselves and our bodies. And if we're tired, we need to sleep. And if we want to be with people then we need to be with people and often we talk about grief in the form of like the passing away of a loved one but what other forms of grief and loss are there beyond that yes there are so many um obviously we've all been through the covid times 
Um, and so, you know, experiencing uh, that, that breaking away of, uh, you know, your socialization, your ability to socialize, really. Um, and then, um, you know, as well as, you know, when friendships break up, um, moving is another, you know, grief process when you're, you know, leaving what you know. Um, and so I think it's just, it's noticing and honoring all the um, you know, whether it's it's a friendship piece or changing location piece, changing schools, um, you know, there's that that grief feeling. A job um, can bring up feelings too because it's something that you know and something you know you've gotten used to and connected to. So, so really, grief is related to times when we we're losing a connection of some sort. I really like how you brought up like the different types of grief. Like it could be like just a friendship splitting up or anything like that. So I thought that was a really good point that you made there because that's something that everybody kind of goes through and the, they can kind of connect with and put each other in their shoes, you know, and understand the perspective. So thank you for that. And then the last question we just had was like, how would you support these people like going through everything? Like, how would you support a person going going through grief or yeah going through grief or it could be like if someone else they know is grieving and they're asking for advice like how can you support those people yeah it really again it comes back to to being somebody they can reach out to because I think that's the other piece with with grief is it feels very alone um even though there there can be some commonalities like if you know in losing grandparents there's a lot of um, teens, you know, that at that age kind of start to lose grandparents. Um, but still it's not, people don't know the exact experience you're going through. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, just again, honoring what, what they're experiencing and, and being there for them. Um, and I think just, you know, trying to, um, you know, be, be somebody that they can lean on. Um, and again, there's no one way to say it, um, you know, and so again, it's, it's acknowledging, like, I don't know what to say, but I'm here for you. Like that, you could say that too. Um, Thank so, you so much for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ladies, this has been really good discussion. Thank you very much, Marianne, for coming in and talking with Ella and Bailey tonight. It's pretty clear that we can all experience grief and loss in any transition in life. And the best thing to do is to be there for our friends. So thank you all. Once again, this has been a podcast from California IRG and stick around for our next one.